Pangarang Radio, Pangarang Radio, PangarangRadio.com. In three, two, one. Press play. Ooh. Let's get decadent. I'm going out. I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up. I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza on Bangarang Radio. Hello, hello. Come on in. I'm your host, Jacques Lamour. Thank you so much for stopping by. It's always great to have you here. I was just looking at the calendar, and I realized that Halloween's already just a few weeks away. And I still don't have a costume. Do you have yours picked out yet? So my son, who's two, he's going to be a dinosaur. So I thought maybe I'd be like a Jurassic Park ranger or something like that. I haven't dressed up for Halloween in years, so which makes me kind of sad. So I'm thinking I'm I need to figure this out and and have a, a plan for when I go uh, taking him out trick or treating and stuff. But anyway, that's enough of that. You didn't turn this podcast on to hear me talk about my Halloween costume dilemmas. But I do hope you have yours all squared away for this year. So last week on the podcast, we talked to filmmaker Kyle Kilday about a documentary he's making called, uh, or it's about emo and and punk in the late 90s and early 2000s. It's called The Last Scene. And it was a bit out of the, the norm for the show because normally we interview bands, right? Well, today, once again, we're breaking the mold. I hope you're not disappointed with that, and uh, I don't think you'll be. So my special guest today is someone who's been brought up on the show many, many different times, mainly brought up by the bands I've interviewed from the Chicago area because this guy shot their music videos. His name is Alex Zarek, and if you didn't hear his name on the podcast, there's a good chance you've seen it somewhere floating around online because he's done tons of of incredible music videos and photos and anything art, design, cinematography related, you've probably seen his name online. So uh, not only is he, you know, uh, working in the Chicago scene, but other scenes as well. So he's been branching out into uh, other areas and he seems to be doing pretty well for himself. So and we kind of touch base on that in the interview. But Alex has shot videos for Belmont, Well Met, Lucky Boys Confusion, Real Friends, and so many others, uh, including a, a lyric video, by the way, for the song Happier. Yeah, that's the Marshmallow and Bastille song. It was a huge Billboard Top 40 hit last year. So he directed the lyric video for that. So not only is Alex a very creative person, he's an incredibly nice human being as well, and I was super excited to have him on the podcast. So we sat down this last Friday, had some Monocle's Pizza, drank some Blue Moon, per his request, and uh, recorded our conversation during a live Facebook video. So if you feel like going to watch that, by all means, go to the Pop Punk and Pizza Facebook page and look for it. This episode is a bit long, but I think you'll still enjoy it. You know, not to mention we have music from punk rockers The Miserables out of Chicago to play for you, as well as a song from a Swedish pop-punk band called For the Legion. We're going to get to Alex first, though, 
But just a forewarning, I've been having some issues with my gear in the studio, so the sound quality might be a little off on this one. Something I gotta work on, but it's it's not too bad. But anyway, let's get to it. Alex Zarek, here we come. I'm glad we decided to, to like do the live thing though, like the live video thing, because yeah. I feel like it just it's cool. It's more appealing to me, at least, in that way. I feel like a lot of people will feel the same. Well, you are the video guy. So. <laughs> I'm a video guy. Hey, that's true. All right, so, but to me, you are the premiere, you know. Thank you. I All right, so you. we're going to get into it as long as you're ready. I I'm mean, ready. we've got <laughs> we've got coffee, and we've got Blue Moon, and lastly, but not least, we got Monocle's Pizza, which Alex... This is like the crown jewel of this area that I live in, away from Chicago. I don't know if I've ever had it. I, I, you probably haven't. I went, so I went to ISU, and they have a monocles there. And I, I forgot I never about went, that. I never oh, went. That's I, right. Yeah, I never went to monocles, but it was like I always was like, it was a place you drive by. It's like you know, that's probably like it looks like it would be good, but it, I've never, never experienced it. It's very good. Um, and it's also the like the most expensive place in town. So like, I went all out for you, <laughs> I'm, man. I'm so. happy to uh, I'm happy to, to have been worth you spending uh, a premium price on the uh, on the uh, dinner that we're gonna share. Hell yeah, man! So let's uh, let's bust this let's, let's bust, bust this out, out, baby. I'm gonna just tear into it here. Oh yeah, dude. Cool. I was gonna say they probably can't see what I'm doing right now. No, you're disappeared. Oh no, they, they can. You can see they it. Can? Yeah. Okay. All right. So look at that. Oh baby. So it's very, it's very thin. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> I just suck it in. Um, so it's very thin. And uh, probably messy. That. It, it's not. Terrible, but yeah, here, let me do a... I'm a self-proclaimed messy person. Like a, I think that would be better, so we can kind of check that Ooh. out. Pepperoni. You just, just talk about how, like, pure it looks. <laughs> yeah. It just looks, like, perfect. No, I I oh. said it. Well. It's funny because it's delayed, so I'm now watching you hold it up for the second time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if they can see it that well. Mm. And then I got breadsticks. Oh, man. So, it's funny how I'm always telling people to talk into the mic and I'm not talking into it. Okay, so, we've got the pizza opened up. Now we're doing the breadsticks. And the cool thing about these breadsticks is... Is that nacho cheese? It's, yes. Oh, boy. Or actually, no, it's cheddar. My bad. I, I don't mean to There's burst a fellow named Michael there. who's watching this that knows I'm I'm the nacho cheese kind of sewer. So. Uh-oh, well, shoot, man. I messed up because that's actually an option. Is that, nacho cheese. It's cheese, but, it's cheese, but this sauce. is cheddar. It's cheese sauce. So it's still it still works. But these breadsticks, all right, are like uh, perfect. They kind of like resemble crazy bread from Little Caesars. Well, I was going for <laughs> I was going for like pretzels, except not dark like pretzels. If you can see see that, you see like the the salt, the love it. big salt on there. I but. love it already. All right, so dive in, my friend. I'm gonna let you take the take the dibs and take the rain on this. All right. I like how there's at least a few people watching us eat pizza. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, Jeff Ramsey wants to know why Blue Moon is your favorite. Oh 
Why does that name sound familiar? Jeff Ramsey? Yeah. Uh, he what does band? A, is he in a band? He's in a band <laughs> that's... Fr- um, so he was in a band called Call Me In The Morning that was an ISU band, and then... Okay. Uh, or a, like a Bloomington Normal band. Now they're in this awesome band um, called Jumping Ship. Okay. Um, Maybe I'm Facebook friends with him. I don't know. But his name just... Mm-hmm. His name just sounds That is familiar. kind of a familiar thing. And why Blue Moon? It's the only beer that I can sit and like thoroughly enjoy. Everything else is like okay mm. to me. There's Marin. Oh, no, you're going to want the cheese, though. You already pro- kind of proclaimed that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. The coffee, the, the coffee, the Blue Moon, and the cheese sauce are really all... <laughs> what? People really know at this point <laughs> about me. What a combination. People just listening to us eat. Um, <laughs> There's a, my dad's on there, so that's that's pretty funny. There's members uh, of various uh, bands. My dad's on there. Oh, sweet. Hi, Dad. <laughs> um, Megan wants to know. Megan Fahey wants to know why we haven't paired our our Blue Moon with an orange peel yet. He didn't get any. <laughs> we're we're a low budget uh, podcast. <laughs> we we blew we blew tonight's budget. On the pizza <laughs> and the and the the breadsticks. So why am I not seeing these comments? I don't know. Let me see. I'm guess I guess it's a good thing I'm seeing them yeah. so that I can dish them out to you. Let me see. Um, so for those of you that don't know who Alex Zarek is, it's very important that you do. Um, I feel anyway, especially if you're in a band um, and you're looking to get your your brand represented represented in the right way um so alex i i was saying this before we went on uh started recording but your name has been one of the most dropped names on this podcast yeah, and awesome. if there's any like real hardcore um listeners of this podcast they might know they might know that because almost every not every one. Most of them, most of the bands that I've had on the show have worked with you on for music videos. You know, that's so cool. Um, so most of the obviously the bands in Chicago that I've had on the bo- podcast have worked with you. So your name gets <laughs> your name and um, uh, Seth. Seth, yes, your my, name my and man. Seth Henderson. Your names get brought up the most because if they're not shooting music videos with you, they're recording with Seth. <laughs> so that's that's awesome. That's that's yeah. just like it kind of blows my mind a little bit because I don't really like it. Like you look back on stuff and you think about that, and it's like it makes sense in that regard. But it's like it's still so crazy because it's it's good to know at least that like the impact is more than just like. Oh, we did a music video and, and we put it out. Like, it's cool that it's more than just like, it's like an ongoing thing. Like, I've definitely developed friendships and like long-lasting relationships with a lot of the people I've been able to work with, and it's just, it's really special and like super sentimental to me, at least, to know that like that even long after we're done working or we haven't done anything in a while, that my name is still there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's, it's like it's like a lasting impression. And I constantly see your name everywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. I do. Well, and I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, your support, man. Of course. I mean, I since we're talking about that, I also wanted to see if you remember how you and I met. 
Do you remember how we met? Um, well, I looked back at our Facebook <laughs> thing, and I and I I I'm if you're I think you're referring to the ISU show, right? Yes, okay. I am referring. So you remember? I remember. I didn't remember until I looked at the thing, and I was like. Did I not? Did I just not respond to you? Did I not respond to you? <laughs> I don't. Okay, that part I don't remember. Okay. But okay, so backstory on how I met Alex and knew who he was. I want to say it was 2012. Uh, was the year 13? It was 13. If we're talking about the Real Friends show at okay. ISU, yes, it was 13. Okay, yeah. So it was 13 then. I knew it was around yeah. 12 or 13. So, so 2013. Real Friends is, you know, getting to that point in their career where they're really... It was right you know, before the Fearless signing. Yes, exactly. It was right before that. So um, so you were throwing this show, right, at ISU with, yeah. with Real Friends mm-hmm. on it, with locals on it, including your band, right? Was uh, your so they or did I get that 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 part that part is is off? I was so the I think you might have it confused because we did another like festival type of thing, mm-hmm. like a skate park festival, like later in the school year, I guess, in this in the uh in the springtime, and um it was a band that I eventually ended up being in that played that. Okay. Um, but no, I I was I. Now, reason, I would have bit off way more than I could chew if I tried to play that show okay. and take care of it. Um, but but yeah, no, I did. I didn't remember that. I didn't remember you from that. But then when I I started, I remember the the, the name um, mm-hmm. of your band when you when I read the message and I was like, man, that sucks that I didn't respond. I think I mean you can imagine how many people were trying to get on that show. Oh my god! I wish man. I could have said yes to everybody because we totally could have had. I mean, the room was. That room was like a fourteen hundred cap, so it was like, and there was probably four, four, five hundred people, maybe. Yeah. But like, it could, we could have had, we could have had it be like an all day thing if you wanted, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there ended up being quite a, like quite a few locals. There was like on five that. or six. Yeah. <laughs> and like most of them aren't aren't around anymore, which is crazy. <laughs> In fact, which is I, also funny. It's I think. I want only one of them is still around, and it's City Mouth. So. Oh wow! Um, but holy cow, that was six years ago. Yeah, so that's around. so so this show was happening, and my band that you hear me talk about on the podcast, the projection was trying to get on this show. So I had friended Alex mm-hmm. on Facebook, and yeah, I must have messaged you, <laughs> and you're telling me you didn't message me back. I which, looked at the thing, I was which like, I don't remember. I shouldn't have brought it up. I did. <laughs> Wait, it's, it's it's totally fine because, like you said, I mean. I obviously wasn't sitting in your shoes on the receiving end, but being from the outside, like everyone in the Chicago scene and then all the other bands in the Bloomington normal scene were trying to get on this show. Yeah. So I'm sure you were being, <laughs> like you said, you were being bombarded. Needless to say, I, yeah. I don't think, I think after that, I, I I never wanted to like book shows, like like be like just someone that booked shows, but like that, that and then a couple other things made me definitely not want to. So how many did you book um, besides that? Not a lot, maybe no. like two others. Um, and it was just because um, at the time I was running a club at ISU, um, ISU Core, which I met a lot of, I guess, earlier clients and friends through that. But um, it was just, I don't know, we, we could have made a lot more out of it than we did. And, and I think... 
it was just, you know, when you're going to school and like you're doing a bunch of stuff, it's like, it's hard to like really focus on, on, you know, all these different things. But I think that, um, the real friends thing was definitely the, the peak of that, um, that club. And then, and I guess my show booking career, which was very short lived and four shows maybe. And I don't think, yeah, I don't think I would ever do that, do that again. Like even when I've played in bands, I never really wanted to help facilitate shows. So, um, it's just not something I'm interested in. So when I do see people that are really into that and do that, I respect how, you know, I respect how, uh, hardworking and how, how, you know, really kind of almost compartmentalized you have to be to like keep everything straight. If you're either, you know, a talent buyer or you're a production manager of a venue, it's, it's a lot, a lot of work that I feel like people don't realize. So yeah, props to everybody that does do that. Cause I definitely would never be able to do that. <laughs> and we're both good friends with Kevin Singleton, who does that He's at, like the best at, the best. A, at bottom lounge in Chicago. And, and there's been uh, multiple times where I've, spent time with him and one of the last times not the last time but one of the last times i spent time with him he was showing me like all the paperwork that goes along with it and all the things he's got to keep track (laughs) of he was just like opening the door into that you know that position being you know the the i don't know if the title is production i think he's manager manager, yeah. yeah i think that's the official title that he has at bottom lounge and so you have to like not only be in charge of the shows that he's actually booking, but like all the other talent right. buyers in the air or the, uh, you know, Live Nation, Riot Fest. Uh, those are just two to, to name. There's, I, there's a yeah. Silver Rapper is probably another one. You know, I mean, there's a billion of them that he's got to like uh, think, communicate they, with. They have other I mean, events there too. So it's like it's, it's right. the concerts, but... They, they've been doing weddings. They've yeah. been doing a lot of weddings lately. Weddings upstairs. There's, people don't even know that there is an upstairs bottom lounge, and it's it's beautiful. But, like, yeah. I don't know if Kevin handles that per se, but, like... I don't think he does, but I could just, be wrong. Basically, long story short, people that work at venues full-time don't get enough credit for how incredibly difficult and hardworking they need to be to, like, make that function. Yeah. And then, you know, there's people in the scene that talk shit <laughs> about that particular person. And it's like, you have no idea. Right. <laughs> all the, you know, yeah. all the shit that they have to, you know. Yeah, I respect it. I respect that. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, especially like within, I guess, the music industry that um, I think I respect and and, and can look to um, with that respect you know, there's a lot of things that I just I can never picture myself being able to to do and like stay sane doing it. Booking shows is one of them. Um, it's I don't know. It's just it takes a very specific kind of person because um, you are you know you are saying no to a lot of people and letting people down or you know saying stuff that people don't want to hear. And it's you know for any I don't think that's easy by nature to end for anybody. But no. I do think that mm-hmm. certain individuals have have really kind of found that and and. Like I said, and you know, like we both know Kevin. I'm sure you know Nina too. Nina Swint. Oh yeah. Um, I just I don't know her like I do Kevin. I just like know she exists. Yeah, so like, <laughs> pretty you know, much that or like her, and then you know locally, you know obviously there's your 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 kickstand productions and and these other things, and I think that 
Kevin and, and Nina are, are two that I feel like individually shine and take responsibility and like really put everything that they have into it in a way that you don't see that often. And it's, mm-hmm. it's cool. It's, it's an honor to call both those people, um, friends. Yeah. So, yeah, they're definitely good people to know. <laughs> Stuby, Stuby from Stuby's LDC. watching. Stuby's watching and he's saying funny stuff. Is it, it's funny. I don't see his. Is it, see, but he commented. Really? Yeah. I don't see his comments. That's interesting. Stuby from Lucky Boys Confusion. <laughs> he's lined up. We're supposed to meet on Monday for a podcast. Don't back out, Stuby. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's get back to like talking about you and what you do. Okay. I feel like we got fo- so far astray, but <laughs> it's just that this was. In this has been in, this podcast has been in the making for like so long. Two like years. I've been talking, yeah, about I was gonna say years. about two years. I've been like, hey, I need to have you on the podcast. But um, long story short, Alex has done a lot of of uh, music videos that a lot of you have watched. Um, <laughs> you know, um, Belmont, Wilmette, uh, just to name a few. Uh, you didn't do a music video for Real Friends, but you did right. like a, a it was like a mini documentary. Yeah. We did a mini doc series with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's and Lucky Boys Confusion <laughs> to add to the list. Um, I mean, it goes on and on and on. Uh, on top of all the other amazing local bands you work with, you've I've seen you've started to branch out to, you yeah. know, like working on the East Coast mm-hmm. a little bit, which is amazing. Like you're, I feel like every time I watch one of your videos, I'm not just watching another music video. I feel like I'm watching art. That's awesome. And that's what <laughs> I. It all looks carefully put together and i'm like how does this guy do this like how does it look so good he's just one man how does and is it all do you hire other people to help you shoot or is it literally just you so as far as shooting goes um the only time that that there will ever be footage used in something um if if a video is coming out and and it's you know my name's on or whatever the only time that footage is used that's external is like if it's some sort of like um, live performance where there's like a second shooter or it's a band has a video and there's like a guest vocalist that lives, you know, God knows wherever, you know, where, okay. and then the, f- the footage is sent through. But I very, very, you know, particularly and deliberately um, like to kind of take everything as far as like the actual execution of like shooting and, and putting things together. I very adamantly like to keep it um you know as as simple as possible in the way of like you know not having people there if they're not absolutely needed like i'll hire you know a lighting person here and there or you know obviously you have to hire talent and actors and and people but i think that there's a lot of potential in in just having like that intimacy with a band like a director and a cinematographer and, and a band and having a relationship there like if that relationship is right and that that connection is right, a lot of those extra people and I guess extra cooks in the kitchen are, aren't necessary, um, and it helps keep the budget lower for for people because they're not having to hire people that are just going to stand around or people that are you know there but that don't necessarily have to be. I, I'd rather do the extra work and be able to give you know the artist a better deal than just hire oh you know what i don't feel like setting up lights so i'm just gonna hire this person even though i own the lights and this and that so Mm -hmm. i think i i really value you know being able to offer something 
that is affordable, but also, you know, for the most part, there's not a, a lack in quality because I don't have a crew. Like, and and there's certain instances where I do think that you that a crew is necessary, but a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, which is I guess more of like the DIY running gun independent music video stuff, it's really not needed a lot of the time. And and when it is, I definitely you know have my go-to people and and whatnot. So, um, but. But yeah, I guess to answer your question, long story short, it, for the most part, it is it is uh, just me. Wow, and I, and I just I imagine that has to be a lot to to work with, and the and the final product it just looks so good. So that's just what you know. Like I said, that's just what what runs through my head. Um, so did you go to ISU for photography or for you know? this related thing or yeah. what did you do at isu <laughs> so or was it for you know concert promotions <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> or or talent buying <laughs> i went to uh i went to isu um i got a degree called arts technology i think they're in the process of changing it to creative technology um but basically it was a major that allowed you to dip your toes into like a bunch of different sides of digital art and so you know there was a few different focuses. There was a theater focus, an art focus, and a music focus. So the music focus was more geared towards like sound design and like um, stuff that that actually we talked about earlier. Stuff that you deal with like sound design and like you know creating a story with sound effects and basically like what you would do if you're making like a radio commercial, stuff like that. And then you know there was like some typography classes, and I, I took very um, very few video and photo related classes. Actually, it was probably what I took the least of in college. Um, but because of the way the major was set up, it was like it was mostly project based. So I had a lot of free time outside of my gen eds. Obviously, I had a lot of free time to figure out what I wanted to do. I think originally I was doing actually in college, I feel like I was doing more design work than I than video and photo just because I, I was kind of limited where like. I was part of like the Chicago scene, but I was living two hours away and, or I guess uh, uh, three hours away, I guess if, if it's from the city, like in ISU. So, you know, the potential music video clients, like I was trying to, trying to get into music video stuff, but it, the first few things I did, I didn't really, I wasn't, this is not something that I was like really stoked on. I just like didn't figure it out at that point. And, and so I was just like, you know, designing and shooting photos and stuff. And, and so like, I was kind of trying to hone my own skills outside of the class classroom and apply that. So I was freelancing pretty heavily towards the end of college already. Um, I wasn't working any other jobs so that I can kind of prepare myself for after college. And then eventually, you know, after a year and a half of a full-time job that I had, which was, which was good. I got like at that job, um, which I guess turned out to be like the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, was it a, a photography type? photo video mm-hmm. job at, at a like a tech startup type of thing um but i just at this point in my life i don't think i'm really cut out for it was a nine to five essentially mm-hmm. and i just wasn't cut out for that i i i need to be able to to kind of have the freedom to not necessarily do what i whatever i want to do but like have the freedom to um you know not have a set, you know, need to be here at this time and have this at this time. And I guess I learned that the hard way by, you know, trying to do the full-time job thing and it, and it worked out for a while. And, 
you know, maybe I will again someday, but for now I'm, I'm kind of just stoked on what I'm able to do on my own for now. <clears throat> what was it at that job that you took away? What did you take away from that job to like apply to what you've been doing since then? Project management was a, was a big thing because, uh, it was a tech startup as I, as I mentioned before. So it, we were a super lean staff. So it was like, there wasn't a team of photographers. It was like, I was, my title was a videographer, but I handled probably 75% of the photography as well. And then the, the social media, um, uh, social media person handled the other 25. So we kind of all had to wear a, a lot of hats, uh, in the office. And then, so it was like the bulk of what I did was like photographing like the art catalog. Cause it was like, it was, um, like a cell phone part distribution, uh, company. So like if there's a, you know, a mom and pop repair shop down the street that repairs cell phones, we'd be supplying the parts to them. Okay. So photographing, you know, (laughs) these little tiny parts, you know, these, these screws that make up your iPhone or like the screens or whatever. So, you know, we're talking thousands and thousands of SKUs. So I was like, you know, doing that kind of coming up with my own methods to, to make it go quicker and all this stuff. And then I had an intern for a little bit when I was there. So, you know, managing, um, an intern was, was cool because I eventually, you know, was able to work better with, if I have need, if I have an assistant doing behind the scenes stuff, or if I have, I, I did have an intern last summer that was on a couple shoots with me. So managing time, managing, um, I shouldn't say managing people, but managing someone that's there to assist me. Like mm-hmm. those are things that I learned both from experience there, but also seeing other people like department heads leading people. And like my creative director who was the department head that I was in at that, that point was great at managing us. And I learned, I learned how to just kind of go with the flow um, in, in a way that was just like, I don't know. I was never used to like working under a like kind of like that corporate thing because it, it was like it, it was a startup, but it, it there was like corporate aspects to it. And sometimes, you know, things aren't don't go your way or they're not ideal. But, you know, it's not it's not up to you to, to change that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's kind of like here. This is the idea. and This is what you have to do. Yeah. Pretty and, much. And, and part of that was, there was discipline that I found in that, but it also made me realize that I, I, I'm not cut out for that at this, this point in my life. Like I, I think I'm still finding my way as far as, you know, who I am as a person and as an artist. So like, I like that as of right now, nobody's standing in the way of that. So um, but yeah, no, long story short, I did go to school for digital art related stuff and I graduated in 2016 from Illinois state. Hope you're having fun with Alex Zarek and myself so far. So the first song I'm going to play for you on this episode comes from the miserables out of Chicago. They're the first band ever to send me vinyl. So thank you so much for that, Joe. And thought it was so nice of them because we all know how expensive wax is, right? That stuff ain't cheap. So this song I'm going to play for you is called Gravity from that LP they just released via Woe Records this past summer. It's called Whatever This Sucks. ThePunkSite.com credits The Miserables for delivering 14 infectious and raw slices of melodic punk rock that are served up with a side order of pop hooks and political dissent. 
I think that pretty much sums it up, honestly, for what you're about to hear. So this is Gravity by The Miserables on Pop Punk and Pizza. It's a quick one. Told you. It's a quick one. It's Gravity by The Miserables. They will be on the podcast at some point in the future. I'm actually currently working on setting something up with them. If you like what you hear, hit up themiserables.com. Now, Miserables is spelt a little funky. Actually, I should say very cool. It's M-I-Z-Z-E-R-A-B-L-E-S. All right, back to Alex Zarek. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you've got such a great name for yourself, and Thank I know you. I don't know if this is still in place because I haven't heard you talk about it yet. But I know that for a while there, you had landed some kind of partnership with a guy based out in LA, LA right? Is that still on? So, long story short, um, the this company in in LA called Simeon Design. Um, and actually, you it's funny because you just had uh, Kyle and AJ from Makeout on, right? Yes. So Kyle is the one that put me in contact with the owner of this company. Okay. The guy was from here, the owner of Sydney. Oh, um, Kyle Kogan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that, He does great work, too. That dude is a legend. Yeah. I, if by any chance he's watching this, <laughs> literally legendary. But, yeah. I remember yeah. watching the work that he did with um, Fall 4. Yeah. And that was really good stuff. So, like, he, Kyle D, put me in contact with Kyle Kogan. We kind of hit it off a little bit. He, I feel like he and I, Kyle Kogan and I are, are similar. Where, like, he's kind of like me. Like, he's, I don't know, maybe four or five years uh, older than me. He's like me in four years, basically, is, is kind of how it looks. And, like, just a, a great mentor and just really, like, talk about hardworking, like, people that you know yeah i look i really look up to to people like that and you know it was kind of just like hey you know want to start writing some treatments for some some videos some projects and i was like 
Yeah, I, I totally. And I had up until that point, I wasn't having to write treatments for anybody because it was like, I kind of just was doing my own thing. So whatever, but started writing treatments. And then the first one that landed was the, the, uh, marshmallow Bastille lyric video thing, which was crazy. It was crazy. Cause when that, when that came out, cause you know, my day job we were talking about is, is in pop radio. Right. So like I played, I played that song all the time when it was on the chart. And of course now it's, you know, it's still played frequently because yeah. it, it was a hit, you yeah. know? So like, I think of you literally every time <laughs> I play that song, I'm like, huh? Like, I know, and I I mentioned it on the air too on my show. I was like, I know the guy that did the the lyric video <laughs> for this song. Like, it's just like, how badass is that? You know, like yeah. So you know. the the thing about that video, so like, the, and that this was also a stepping up for me too because it was like a a big project that that was landed for the company. Um, because basically, in that level of things, it's like. Uh, I don't know if it was, I don't know what label it was, Universal or Atlantic, but one of like those labels was like, basically they put out like a, a request to like production companies saying we need a lyric video for this. And then like basically people from all those companies pitch ideas. So I didn't understand at that point that that's what, I thought I was just, I guess, up against people that were in the co- like the company that I was with. So it turns out that that wasn't the case, but when we landed that project, it was like, I don't think I realized how big of a deal it was until, like, it came out and, like, the views were whatever, but, like... Because, literally, I'm sure it's millions. It's 400 million. Yeah, it's 400 million. <laughs> like, that's that's amazing. Yeah. You're probably the... Well, okay, maybe not, because, like, some of the other people I've interviewed from, like, well-known national yeah. bands have millions of views, but I don't know if they've got 400 million. <laughs> I mean, I know you're not the artist, yeah. but your name is attached to yeah. that video. Like that's just so cool, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. I I think the 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 thing that I I want to bring to light about that project too is like, you know, we've I w- so basically I I'm like I was the director of that lyric video, which is weird because you director and lyric video doesn't really go together. <laughs> no, it's like it's what weird. do you need a director? Yeah, what? so for so, a lyric video. So like the vibe, I, the original idea. Uh, you know, was, was kind of in the same vein as what it ended up being. But like, it was my first, my first experience working with like actual, like professional animators that really can do some crazy stuff. So like, you know, I was laying the text and kind of figuring out the pacing and all this stuff. Like, and I was able to be like, Hey, you know, the dude's name was Marty at the time. I was like, Hey, like, can you make me this three-dimensional balloon flying through the rain or can you do this and that it's like having the faith that like what literally whatever i needed like these guys could like do like really really well was so crazy because i was i'm not used to like relying on other people for stuff and yeah i mean like it's it's that's a project i definitely i definitely can't take anywhere near all the credit for but it is cool to like have that be the kind of my entry point into like working with that company because i've done a couple things since we did we did the marshall video i worked on a a lyric video like a temporary lyric video that lived on spotify for a couple months for paul mccartney through them wow so i guess a long story short again to answer your question there's still a relationship there things have just kind of shifted around where Mm -hmm. like 
I'll get stuff in short spurts or I'll, you know, a right treatment for this, like here and there, but it's not that consistent, but it's definitely something that's still there on the table. And, yeah. and I think, um, you know, I, I have faith that there'll be big things to come with there. It's just hard when I'm here and they're in LA and, right whatnot but but with today's technology yeah it's cool you can almost be anywhere yeah like in your you know in your case yeah, so absolutely. it's cool that your foot is still yeah in that door so Thanks, you're mentioning though i'm getting like really techy and nerdy with sure. this it's just because i'm fascinated with this stuff sure like the business part of a lot of this stuff yeah. so you're talking about how the these major labels come to these production companies and you know let's say there's five Let's yeah. say they approach five production companies, and so they just ask, what's your idea? And then the best idea wins, or is it a money thing, too? Is it like, okay, we'll do this for, you know, X amount of dollars for, you know, I was just curious if yeah. you knew, like, how... So, so the way I've seen it is, like, production company will give a give a budget that's 100% concrete. Like, the budget is this. And if the artist has a request, like we want it to be like, for example, like I don't think there was any, any direction for, for the marshmallow thing, but like maybe they would have been like, Hey, we want them. We want there to be balloons in it. Sometimes that'll be the prompt. Sometimes it'll be something a lot more specific or like where it's almost like, why, why are we writing anything for this? If like, it seems like the artist already has like the the idea. So, um, but you, you see the, the dollar amount, before you you pretty much as far in my experience you see the dollar amount before you do anything mm-hmm. um and as you can imagine some of these dollar amounts are crazy if we're talking <laughs> about atlantic and universal and right and whatnot but it's definitely a side of things that i was completely oblivious to and like it still kind of surprises me just to see like because it's like you know people think the art world and the creative world is like you know kind of like all fun and games and whatnot it's like there's some serious, and you like you mentioned, there's some serious business stuff going on there, especially at the higher level of things. Oh yeah, and um, so I I do like being able to live in like the DIY independent stuff, mm-hmm. and then have like you said a foot in the door towards the bigger side of things because I think, I think you can't really under and Kyle Kogan from Simeon I think could attest to this. You can't really understand what it takes to do the stuff at the high level if you haven't done a ton of stuff at the lower levels. So I think I'm I'm comfortable with where I'm living as far as like maybe doing stuff with like some of the bigger names in the scene and then doing some mainstream stuff when it comes my way. But I really do like the intimacy between, you know, director, cinematographer and the client, um, you know, being able to really see a vision all the way through. There was a few, a couple of videos that came out today that I was really, really excited about. I was going to bring those up <laughs> eventually. Those, I didn't get to watch all of them yet. Cool. I just, before... You came. I was watching the the Keep Flying one. Yeah, and I just recently found out about that band this year. <laughs> they're so good, and they're so good. Like when I when I was first turned on to them, it was I was not expecting horns. Right, me neither. And <laughs> I was like, because you know, you start listening to it, and you're like, okay, this has like that, you know, that um, real friends new yeah. pop punk wave totally. vibe. You know, pop punk from the 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 tens or whatever the hell teens whatever the hell you want to call it yeah um and then all of a sudden there's these horns yeah and i'm like whoa like this is so badass it it was pretty much i kind of thought to myself i'm like this is almost like if less than jake broke like 
in 2019. Yeah. Like, this is what they would have sounded like. That's a good way to put it, actually. Like, I kind of feel like that's... Yeah. I don't know. It, if, if someone wanted to... If you want to know, like, what Keep Flying sounds like, if, if you've never heard yeah. of them before, like, that's kind of what I would say. Like, if you took Real Friends and, like, Less Than Jake, and you just kind of yeah. married them together, or you just, you know, you took the horn section from Less Than Jake and yeah. you put it in Real Friends. Yeah. You know, that's just a... I I agree bland, with that. You know, I, I I agree with that. I th- I and but they're definitely their own yeah. thing. I'm not trying awesome. to compare them. I'm just trying to yeah tell people to go check them out. <laughs> like you would really like them because I know I have so many friends that just do not like ska. You right, know, they don't. But like with how they work in their horns, it's not ska. It's like it's rock or or you know pop punk, whatever the hell you want to call it, yeah. with horns. Yeah, and it's like. Because you hear ska punk and, and, and ska music, like you hear those genres referred to, like it truly is like ska pop punk, which is a surprisingly underutilized genre to my, like I can't really think of any other bands that really do it. And like they do it so well. It's, it's, it's there's only incredible. one other band I can think of that gets close, but they're a lot more to the actual ska and punk, yeah. which would be We Are the Union. Yeah. But they've been around, I think, I could be completely wrong. I don't know everything about Keep Flying, but I think yeah. We Are the Union has been around longer. Yeah. So they have more of a poc, a, a ska punk sound. Yeah. But still, they there's a lot of their songs that have that that newer pop punk sound. Yeah. So, it's a cool mix. Like, And yeah. it's in... I really, like, I could picture that becoming a thing that really starts to be used more especially you know as bands like keep flying and you know these other bands start to get a little bit bigger it's it's really i don't know it's just it adds an element that's that makes it more interesting to like the common person and or like not the common person but someone that's not like in the scene if you want to say it like that like and i don't know it's just a really cool dynamic i've never shot a video with horns in it. Oh, that was your so first was cool. time? Yeah, so, so it, was, it was just cool. Was that, I'm sure it wasn't like it was that. It just a bunch of extra members, it's okay. what it felt like, <laughs> but, but it was fun. you've shot metal bands. Yeah. And, they have a, <laughs> and they've got a fuck well, of members. Well, El Famous has like 20 people in it, so. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, well, El Famous has three guitar players, yeah. and then you got the bassist, and then you got Kevin. You notice the you extra got guy the, up there? Oh yeah, that's right. How could I forget about Lucas? Then there's Lucas. He's a legend, legend. Yeah, Lucas Mountain, man. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so that must have been different to see that through the lens. Like, oh, there's a horn. Like, yeah. I don't know if you were like a, a fan of I, the ska punk genre, but I I'm not. But man, do they do do they bring those elements like in a really great way? Mm-hmm. That whole so the whole. I guess the the time period of like mid September to, or no mid August to to mid September because like so like I had like I already had like a torn ACL for that video, and actually all three of the videos that came out today already had a torn ACL for. So, so you were th- filming these with a torn ACL. Yeah. How the fuck did you do that, <laughs> dude? Well, and how the hell did you tear your ACL? What the hell? I happened? got kicked at a Will Met show. <laughs> it was as simple as that. I I was standing front row. Will Matt's one of my favorite bands, one of some of my best, my best friends and one of my favorite clients. And um, a heavy part came in, and the next thing I knew, someone 
foot or leg or something just like completely like destroyed my leg from the side and just like clean like tore my ACL like right then and there. Wow. So everyone that's listening, you need to make this worth it <laughs> for Alex right now and go fucking watch Will Met <laughs> music videos that he directed. Make it worth it. All right. Make it worth that torn ACL. And you know, and buy Will Met's uh, you know, EPs and, <laughs> you know. You gotta make that torn Right. You gotta gotta make it worth it. Yeah. Right? So you were just like were you like front or were you in you were like in I was the, like, must have been in the near the pit. So honestly. so how that show went is like there was a, a a good amount of people there, but it was at you've been to Evolution Downers, right? I have not. So it's like I uh, it's there pretty yet. big. It's, and it's been open for a while. Yeah. I, it's pretty big to the point where like even if you have like I don't know how many people were there, maybe like hundred, hundred and fifty, if you have that many people there, it doesn't feel packed because you have like your first couple of rows, you've got like some maybe like a little bit of a pit area, but like there's just people standing in like small groups all the way to the back. Mm-hmm. I was in the front and and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like throwing down or anything. I just somebody somebody was and happened, you know, their leg happened to catch my leg. But Definitely a very unfortunate and unexpected thing, but so how does that? Did you have to get you got I had surgery, surgery then four weeks ago yesterday? Okay, yeah. and you seem to be I can walk getting around. I mean, I you were up on stage with Old Famous <laughs> a week that ago. That was probably not a good idea, but yeah, yeah, I I can walk and there's minimal pain and and, and soreness with that. I'm in physical therapy three times a week, and what um, do they do for what kind of therapy do they do for it's, that? It's a lot of stretching. It's a lot of like weight shifting and like strength building because my ACL, like it wasn't a partial tear. Like when you look at the the MRI, it's just gone. Like there was no ACL. It's just like just blank. So do they re? They make an, it basically or? take. It's so crazy. I didn't know about this, but they take it from like a cadaver, which is a dead person. And they just give you like a new ACL. So you're like a zombie. Yeah, <laughs> foreign bodies, baby, <laughs> foreign bodies. But it's not something to where you have to like take medication for to counter that. No, that foreign object. Right. In your no, body. it's not. But that I, really, I think that's only applies to organs. <laughs> that Someone li- that's listening to this right now is like, wow, like you are a fucking idiot. <laughs> that ligament, um, the ligament in my knee is like is like dead still, mm-hmm. and like after six months, your my body will basically take it and then like blood vessels will grow into it and it'll be mine right now it's literally just a dead acl like holding my knee together which is so weird to think about do you have like someone in your life that can keep track (laughs) of you just to make sure like that that, like that you don't like is that (laughs) that little part there could be like zombie and it's like this long dude yeah there could be some zombie (laughs) genes in there and next thing you know you're gonna be (laughs) cadavers man who knows about those cadavers am i right (laughs) you never know that i mean you should uh gosh the you should um, have a, a music video. <laughs> no, you and I should do a music video together. Okay, we'll do a music video for Pop Please. Punk and Pizza. Please, and it's gonna be based on a dude tearing his ACL. Okay, and then getting becoming a zombie somehow <laughs> or something. Well, Matt has based... to be on stage in the video. <laughs> yeah, and someone... whoever, whoever accidentally, hopefully, kicked me will have to be in the video. Um, and yeah, we'll just, are you, maybe the person that kicked you is listening. Yeah. Do you not, you probably don't even know who. I, I, you know what? It's one of those things where there was enough people at the show where, 
there that I knew mm-hmm. and like a lot of the people that are super into that band, I feel like I just in, indirectly know. I don't know because like yeah. you know we've done so much together and, and whatnot. But the way I look at it is like first of all, it was it was you know definitely an accident, but also it already happened. Knowing who did it or confronting whoever did it, because it's like it's an accident, whatever. Yeah, it, it, was, it doesn't like, really matter. It wasn't literal. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. But but, um, I feel like if I it so like if I was at a show and I, and I tore your ACL, I feel mm-hmm. like, or I tore someone's ACL and, and I didn't know them, but I found out who they were. Mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like it'd be something that I would have to apologize for, even if it was an accident. Yeah. And you haven't had that. No, and that's fine. Like, and I doubt whoever whoever it is is watching this. But well, we're getting the word out. Yeah, I, I forgive whoever it is. It already happened. My surgery went well, and um, you know. And but, now you owe him thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I'm on my parents' insurance until uh, December, so I barely oh, had to pay. Oh, so you're under 26. Oh, okay. I'm 25. Okay. Well, I should have. Yeah, I should have figured that. Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um. But uh, but yeah, whoever did that, you know. Oh, Stubby we, has to move it till Tuesday. By the way, what's that? Stubby has to move his thing till Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> he said it on the thing. I love that. I love how we're 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 scheduling pop punk and pizza podcasts on the podcast right now. With, I'll have to <laughs> with one of the most legendary guests yeah. that you will ever have. <laughs> no, he is. I'm. That's he's another one, Stubby, where. And this was my fault. This was not his fault. So when their new their newest record came out, that I think that was three years ago already. Or no, was it two years ago? It was two thousand. It was two seventeen. Okay. Uh, April. Yes. So it was two thousand seventeen. Um, my son was just born. Oh. But I had scheduled this interview with him like months before their, you know. Uh, well, months before the actual day the interview was supposed to happen, so my son wasn't even born yet. But the I think it was, I think we were scheduled for like a March interview, and my son was born in February, the end of February. Oh, so like getting thrown into dad life was one of like the biggest, craziest experiences of my life. Now Just, he can relate because he's got now, a baby now. Now he can relate. So. You know, I thought when I had booked that interview with him months earlier, I thought, okay, you know, that'll, I'll be fine. I'll be good by then to get back to podcasting. You know, I'll, I'll be able to handle that. <laughs> so it's getting closer. It's rolling around and I'm just like, you know, I'm like, what is happening? Like, you know, I, cause my life was just kind of, it, it's not all bad. I'm not saying anything bad about fatherhood. It's been, yeah the most amazing experience ever. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But it's a lot. But yeah, it just, it threw you off guard just like any other change does. Right. Even if it's a good change. Yeah. Like it's, you know, there's good and bad with every situation. Um, so I had to cancel with him and we, I, I, I tried, I think, possibly rescheduling with him, but it just never worked out. So here we are two years later with Stuby <clears throat> trying to <laughs> trying to schedule you know we're rescheduling again so but it was my fault then and now it's that's just know, hilarious that he's commenting on it that. is that is that is really hilarious but um and i've actually seen him a couple of times since then at like bottom lounge you know. <laughs>
We'll be back with the masterful Alex Zarek in just a few minutes. I've gotten quite a few submissions lately from bands in different countries, and I haven't had the chance to play them on the show yet. This one dates all the way back to July, actually. So there's a little bit of dust on this one. Sorry about that, guys. So the band for the Legion comes to us today from Stockholm, Sweden. In May of this year, they released an EP called Down the Path, and you can listen to that anywhere online right now. The first track is called May, and it's about becoming a father for the first time, something that Ed, the band's lead singer, experienced just four days after finishing the recording. Now, being a father myself, this is something I can completely relate to, so that's why I chose this song. So for the Legion, with the song called May. Stop it! 
all the way from Sweden for the Legion with the song May. You can hit them up online at forthelegion.com. All right, back to Alex Zarek for one more time. Anyway, I don't remember what we were going <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> I don't either. About oh, we talked about the ACL thing, but that was that oh, was yes. the last thing. Yeah, the ACL thing. Um, but I'm glad that you're feeling better. Thanks, man. And uh, getting back to it. And thanks, man. It's you know. it's. And yeah, re- releasing, quick... having to work on those three videos though. So yeah, I watched the Keep Flying one. Yeah. And I really liked that. Um, thought that was a great video. Thanks, man. Like I said, I, I haven't seen you do a bad video. Thanks, man. But I've only <laughs> you haven't looked back far enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can we can go back there. Um, and then I've only seen just like the you know like the preview for the the Tiny Kingdoms one. Yeah. But I was really intrigued by it because it looks like there's some really interesting visuals <laughs> in that video. There's there was like it was like all all of a sudden I see like this cloud of blue or purple <laughs> smoke or whatever the fuck it was, and then, like, this grim reaper yeah. shadow <laughs> character-looking guy, and I'm like, what the heck is this? And so I'm definitely going to watch that. Yeah, um, absolutely. When uh, when we're done, but... Yeah, dude. That was fun. That was all that video, and so the narrative parts of that video, so there's the performance section, but all of the uh, narrative storyline, you know, conceptual stuff, we shot two days before the surgery, and the day before the surgery is when I shot the side scenes of the of the Keep Flying video. So it was like cramming everything all in at the last minute because I didn't really like didn't really have a choice. I didn't mm-hmm. think I'd be walking already, you know, four weeks out of surgery, like That's walking good. well. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to like leave people waiting. Like, sorry, I don't, like don't know when I'm gonna be able to finish this. I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I'll just finish everything. Like before so like i was i was in north carolina or i was in nashville in the north carolina within a span of like a few days like right before surgery just trying to get everything done like the the third video the bogues video that came out today uh was in that was a last minute nashville trip that was just everything worked out perfectly but it was definitely like a really last minute kind of like for lack of a better word kind of like just hectic few days but I feel like that that ends up being the stuff that I that I personally think turns out the best, just because it's like you don't overthink anything. You just like you don't have enough time to do that. You're, so you, you're just pushing through. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. So you know that's how I felt about that video in particular, and and Bogues is you know by far one of my favorite artists, not just now but like ever. So like that was a really genuine experience I was able to have with him because it's just a solo project. So like building a concept. I've never been to Nashville before. You know, I'm about to have major surgery. It was just like a situation that like I would have never been able to predict would happen, but mm-hmm. that's kind of how you have to deal with some of the stuff is just you you just got to do it, you know? Yeah. And worry about it later, but you got to make that money. Yeah, got to <laughs> got to make money, got to keep the ball rolling cuz yeah. You know, I one thing I don't want to do and that was the one thing I was worried about going into surgery was like what if my recovery takes like three months and like and like not that I didn't think I'd be like relevant after it but it's just like I've never taken a break before so it's like I don't know what it's like to not just be doing stuff all the time Mm -hmm. and it was the first time I'd ever like had to like lay lay in my bed and like watch tv like I never do anything like that like I'm always doing something or you know for the most part doing something productive I never you do that stuff and it was like it was kind of nice 
to do that, but like I didn't it you know, and nice to take a break, but it was because I had to. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. But I know what you mean. It like, all works out. You know? I, I can't relate to people and I'm not saying anything bad about them. It's just I can't relate to people that watch all these shows on Netflix because <laughs> I never have time. I never have do time. Do you wish to, you had time? I mean I do, and I guess I could make time for it, but I'm I've got so many yeah. balls rolling that you know, and your job requires effort outside of the office too, which yeah is is a is a big deal. Like people that do the nine to five stuff don't understand what it's like to kind of always have to be on all the time. Mm-hmm. So there's a give and take there because like, and I'm sure you've heard people be like, "Yo, like your your job is sick." Like you know, you kind of it's like, and it is it is cool, and you probably love what you do, but there's aspects of it that that aren't great. Yeah, in the oh, same just like with with yours though too yeah it's like oh yeah i don't have a set schedule but it's like you know maybe maybe i'm shooting a video till 5 a.m in the morning and then waking up at seven to go somewhere else it's like Mm -hmm. there's something i'm a firm believer in is like if you love your job even if it's the coolest job in the world there are parts of it that like suck still yeah and people like don't realize that like it's not all perfect Mm -hmm. but it's perfect enough to be worth it and like you can't expect it to be perfect. Like, it just nothing is ever going to be. Yeah. So, but. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely, definitely feel, feel blessed to be able to do kind of like the the um, unorthodox, you know, career life where it's like, you know, maybe I'm not doing anything for a couple of weeks, but then I'm like out of town traveling and doing a bunch of stuff. And then I have a week off, like whatever. It's like, it's a weird cross between it almost feels like I'm like touring at some points because it's like I'm doing all this music related stuff and I'm like in all these different places and it's really cool to be able to experience that, but then always, you know, be able to come back home because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, super family oriented and all that stuff. And I do like being home. I was going to say, I love seeing the pictures. Is it your nephew? Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's so cute, man. Technically he's watching this because Is my mom, my mom's on here and her Facebook profile picture is, him so it looks like he's watching the podcast (laughs) that's so funny so yeah he's adorable man thanks man yeah um (laughs) so how did you how did it start coming about where you were traveling for for gigs did i I, did these bands obviously just see your work from coming from chicago and they're like hey there's this guy so (laughs) the thing is i mean i think you're utterly amazing thanks man and but there's a there are so many the world is just saturated with videographers yeah. and photographers but like they're they're hitting you up yeah and they're all the way in pennsylvania and so the, like this that. is kind of an interesting point so there are an interesting thing so up until january of this year i'd never done anything out of state other than like wisconsin and um indiana and i'm close to indiana so that's not even a big deal yeah but um, the start of me traveling and, and traveling distances and flying and stuff started around then. Um, it started kind of becoming a topic of conversation early, or I mean, excuse me, late 2018. Um, this girl in, in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, her name is uh, Elvis M. Dramada Mary Shine. She's basically like, she does similar stuff to what Nina does here. So she does artist management, but then book shows, talent buyer, whatever. And we had connected through a series of 
Facebook groups. You know how that works. Like, yeah, yeah, you see yeah. people post cool stuff, you become friends with them, and like, if you don't talk to them, you kind of forget why you know them. Mm-hmm. And then one day you're like, I'm gonna figure out why <laughs> right. I'm friends with this person. Yeah. So you do some creeping. Yeah. Yeah. So she was, you know, she was, at some point she was running a venue like out of like her apartment, oh and then God. she was like booking shows at like these other DIY spots, and it was really cool and kind of like. Because it was Erie, Pennsylvania, it wasn't totally like I didn't under. I was like, how can something like that exist there? Because it's like Erie's not huge. It's not huge, yeah. and like it's not known for for music, music scene. So yeah. it's like that's kind of cool. Like mm-hmm. she's doing some crazy stuff, and it's probably not working with a lot. So like, yeah, I think I messaged her. I was like, hey, like, because she had like had like a sold out show at like a DIY space. Like, hey, that's mm-hmm. really cool, whatever. And we started chatting, and then. Um, I don't know if she already knew about my stuff, but like, um, both of the Belmont videos are, were out at that point, And like Belmont has a pretty substantial following in that area. So like she was familiar with that. And I was like, kind of goofing around. I was like, Hey, like if you, like, if you have clients that need videos, like I'll fly out there or whatever. And like, eventually we started formulating this plan where like I would go out and I would do super budget, like low budget music videos for a bunch of bands, but like all within like a week. So like I would make the money I needed to, but all of the bands, which were mostly her clients would get really good deals on it. And then I would just stay in, in Erie, obviously. So I did that in January. It went really, really well. And there was a demand to go back. So I went back in April and then again in July. So I went wow. three times and for at least a week each time. And eventually it kind of became like a second hub for for my work it's it's such a random spot but like yeah, it's just, it like eerie i never hear like you said i never hear anyone bring up really eerie yeah it's, it's like, and it's i think that's what makes it even more special because it is such a an unexpected place and i and i mm-hmm. told her i was like i'll you know i'll pay you basically for being my representation out there mm-hmm. and then i'll also um you know, I'll do everything for, for, cause she manages bands. Like the bands that you manage, like I'll make sure that they're really taken care of and we, you know, do good stuff like, and that they get good deals and stuff, whatever. And then, uh, in addition to that, I like, cause she's kind of like doing a lot of cool stuff and like she's 22. So she's kind of like a, like young and like doing really big stuff. I was like, why don't, we sweeten the, like, like we'll sweeten the deal. And like, I'll do like this, like this documentary about what you're doing in your scene. So we have like, we're working on a documentary about like her as like an individual and like the music scene there. And I've shots, I've been there three times. I've shot stuff every time I've been there. And so it's kind of just like a give and a take. It's like, she's doing that for me. I'm doing that for her. And like, we both have benefited greatly from it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of really, I guess, opened the door for me to be like, Hey, I do travel for this stuff. Um, and I, and I do, you know, I am willing to go wherever to do this stuff. Cause it's like, I pack so light. It's like, I can fit everything in luggage. So it's like, it's really cost effective and it's, it's really fun to just kind of get out there and see different parts of, you know, see different scenes, I guess. And really just kind of take advantage of the fact that, you know, I am 25, I'm single, you know, I, I, I have an ideal situation for someone that's going to travel and do stuff. And so it's a, now is a better time than ever. So yeah, it's traveling was something I really wanted to do a lot of this year and it's happened. And I think next year it's, you know, might even be more, I don't know. We'll see. 
Hit them up. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Gosh, I feel like I just go on and on forever. Yeah, so, me too, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many questions I have. But um, Well, I'll sit here as long as you want. I don't know how long you want to sit here. <laughs> how long have we been on? It's maybe an hour? Has it been an hour already? Maybe. I think it has been an hour. Wow. Hour Time and six? Flies. I don't know how long you usually do these things for, but I'm down, man. Yeah, I usually do about an hour. So, um, it's up to you, man. You I was just trying. To, I was just trying to see if I could read any more comments, but I, you, they must be, they must be like on your particular post. Someone said, "What show did Zarek tear his ACL at?" A oh, dude from we, Will Matt said yeah, that. Will Matt, yeah. A dude from yeah. Will Matt said that. <laughs> oh, <a> dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So classic. Oh, well, you know, I I love that it was at a uh, a John Teeter venue because <laughs> you know, like Teeter's got a long history of, you know, yeah, between all the different venues he's run over the years, like just there's always crazy stories, and yeah, crazy things. Well, now he's got that spot like in know. his house, right? The waiting room is like his house. That vet that house show venue. That's John Teeter? I, I'm pretty sure it's it's his house. No shit. I, I'm almost completely certain. In Naperville? A, yeah. Really? I didn't think John had anything to do with that. I'm hoping that's not completely wrong, but I, <laughs> I went to a show no, there, and I could have sworn, first of all, that he was there, okay. and that, yeah. Maybe, True maybe. or false, John Teeter owns the house that the waiting room is in. <laughs> That would be interesting to find out. It was. It's funny you mentioned that because I was talking to uh, Alex Crook I from think. Bad Planning. Yeah. Yeah. And they're in. They were in, like attached to that. They're playing there with handguns. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm. I'm fairly certain it's John. So he just he just uh, messaged me the other day on Facebook. So I'll have to ask him. I'm yeah. Gonna, or maybe I, he's. I don't know if he's watching. Well, I saw. I saw but, Am Taxi there, and it was awesome. Oh, that show! Yeah, that looked like it was yeah, dude. That it's just such a it's like a it's like a good house show venue that is like it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like the the sound is good and yeah. Obviously, if it is John Teeter, which I'm pretty sure it is, obviously he knows how to run a venue. Yeah, I've never. It's just so. Is weird. it like, him or not? I get, <laughs> Did yeah, I make that I wish, up? <laughs> I wish someone would uh, respond with that. I'm surprised no one has said yes or no. I guess the right people are just not watching. Watching. We we seem so. to have had a a pretty solid uh, amount of viewers here though. Yeah, that's decent. Well, you know, you're a legend. Oh so my god, you are a legend <laughs> in the the Chicago scene, and and now breaking into the other ones. So, um, what was uh, for you? What was like one of the? What are some of your favorite videos like that you've done? And I know you've done a fuckload, <laughs> obviously, but. I think I don't know. There, there's some that are my favorites for different reasons. Like the Belmont ones, I feel like overall have probably done done the most for me as far as pushing me in, in the right directions. Just are those your highest views as far as I, music I, video goes? Yeah, outside of the the, the happier <laughs> yeah, video. definitely yeah, definitely. And and it opened you know because I have a good relationship with Nate from Mutant League now. Um, Mutant League Records being you know the label that they're based in Buffalo Grove. Um, but you know, they put out the, the Bel- the last couple Belmont records and right. it kind of drew me closer to him. So like when Will Met started to come up, I was like, Hey, like, this is like, this is your next band. Like Will Met is like the next band for this. And he caught on to them and really liked them. So like, we've been working with Will Met 
a lot and, and working on some other stuff that's not announced yet with the label. It's just like, it's one guy. He's like in his early thirties, really smart, really cool. Is the kind of a family man. What's his name? Nate Steinheimer. Okay, so, and you know, know he helped break Seaway as it is. Yeah. Um, obviously Belmont mm-hmm. now will met and, I, and, and it's just cool cause he's local and, and we just get along really, really well. And, and you know, it's just it's it's really cool that that a band like Belmont or as it is you know bands that are becoming huge have made their start with you know a DIY label based in the burbs of Chicago. Yeah. So, and it's great to see that you know Chicago is continuing its legacy. Yeah. Of you know because I mean okay real friends. They they got some, they have some years. I think they reopened that door. Now. I really think they reopened yeah. the door. So for sure. you know, yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. Um, so you know, since real friends, I mean, it's great to see that there's been other bands to come from. There's been know, a the very area. a very obvious trend that trickled down from real friends and. And it's it's cool and kind of surprising that it continues to happen because, you know, you would think that at some point or another there's going to be too many bands or there's going to be an overload of bands doing this. But it's like Chicago just yields such talented groups that it's just like I don't think it's capable of stopping as long as people want to play that type of music. Like it's just such a good, you know, breeding ground for, for that. It's like – you see these other like real friends and your, your your real friends and your knuckle pucks and all this stuff. You see, it made it seem, I guess, to the the, the younger bands that it was possible to do, like mm-hmm. really go out and do it. And it's awesome because before that, like you know, <laughs> obviously, way like there was your Fall Out Boys and you're playing YTs and your Lucky Boys and your right. like. Well, if you think about it, there's a really long. I think we've mentioned this on the show, but it's been a long time. There's a super long history of well-known rock bands from chicago yeah i mean obviously they don't sound like you know cheap trick right but i mean you know you go way back and there's there's a ton of them and and it's still it still continues in my opinion i, I don't mean, think it'll ever stop just it just makes too much sense yeah you know i mean, I mean okay like belmont is not selling millions or thousands right of records that just doesn't happen with with rock really right in this day and age you know so that's not happening but it's still they're still a well-known band and the hype is there chicago. and like they're packing shows and it's like right. that seems to be not more important now but it's just like that's where it's where it's at well the scene the the underground scene is is, is thriving even if it's not catching into the you know the mainstream yeah so we were just talking about this on the last episode of the podcast about how like there hasn't been like this like the this scene that we have now um or where this scene comes from hasn't been back in the mainstream since like that emo post hardcore movement yeah. which has right. been way over 10 years ago right you know uh it's been 15 plus so um but it doesn't mean it's it's dead right it's, just continuing to thrive just goes in waves for real like mm-hmm. and it, it really does so it's like i think pop punk and all that stuff it's 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 here to stay at least for a, a good while longer and 
and if it does go away for whatever reason, it's it's gonna come back. It'll 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 always back. come back. It all comes back, and it's just Seriously. one. It's constant circle, or just you know. As yeah. long as kids want to listen to it, it's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. And you know, and a lot of these bands are younger too, so it's like, right? You know, they you know a band like Belmont is, is just getting started. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like. Right. Chicago definitely has a lot of heavy hitters that are are doing amazing things for the name of the city and also just like making an imprint in like a genre that is so big and has so much history. It's just so crazy to like to just, you know, it makes you proud to say that you're from here because of how well known it is for certain genres of music, particularly pop punk and like you said rock. It's just I, I don't know, it's things. amazing to think about for sure, you know. <laughs> We could talk about Kanye West. Yeah, I mean, we got Kanye, we got um, Disturbed. I mean, we got all the, you know, the classic artists, you know what I mean? It's very true. Very true. So what's the first thing someone has to do if they want to do a video with you? How do they get in touch with you? Reach out. um, It's typically, if it's someone that doesn't already know me, it's typically Facebook Messenger. Or Mm -hmm. if they go to... um, like I have an ad running right now, which it'll show up in um, your Instagram and your Facebook. It's just like bands shoot videos, whatever. So I have a site that the, that ad will take you to the site where you fill out like a thing about a project inquiry. But a lot of it's just like, what's the idea or what do you want to do? And then from there, it's like, where are you located? Is it, is it a performance video and a narrative video? Or like, it's just like the, the standard questions. And then it's like, at some point we come up with some type of price quote. And then after that, it's just like planning it. But it's always different a little bit, obviously. Like, yeah, but it's pretty easy. Like it's, it's not, it's not complicated if, if the person you're talking to is easy to work with. Like mm-hmm. I like to think that I'm pretty reasonable and I think most of the people I get to work with are as well. Um, you know, there's hiccups in every work thing, you know, oh, yeah. you run into personalities and stuff, but yep. it's life and everyone's just trying to, is it, 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 if they're, if they're hitting me up, it already means enough to me like that, that the, I'm the person they want to work with. It's mm-hmm. like, so if anybody ever has, and it, it's rare, but you know, you get, like I said, personalities, people are, can be rude or people are impatient and stuff. It's like, I think about at the end of the day that like the fact that this is what I get get to wake up in the morning and do. And I think about that and it's just like any like little hiccups or like inconveniences like are completely irrelevant when you really think about that mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I feel very fortunate to be able to do what I do and, and be able to do it as much as I do it and just kind of like do my own thing and, you know, express myself through work that also helps other people. And it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause you, 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 you know, I can get sentimental about it all, but it's just like, I'm very fortunate. And I feel very, very, um, I feel just very honored to be able to work with a lot of these and even, you know, to have, you know, a seemingly interesting enough story to like be able to come on and do stuff like this. It's like, it's just, it's really, it's cool. And I, I couldn't ask for anything more. It's just, it's really special to me. And hopefully that's how other people, when they feel, when they come on something like this too, because it's yeah. like, nobody, like nobody's, nobody owes that to anybody else. It's like, it's cool. Like people like you, like, I know, you know, 
you you have your busy life and you have your son and stuff it's like the fact that you still want to do this and put this together is is cool and it's like dude i'll i'll drive however long it takes to get <laughs> well like, that means a lot yeah it really does because you know like we've talked about i'm out in the boonies yeah you know, and so that means a lot and the fact that you wanted to do this and yeah. you were like so hyped about it yeah, made dude. me excited yeah. because you know i think what your work is just so great thank you <laughs> and um you know just seeing you know you are you're not you know you're not in a band right. but you are a big part of the scene thanks man. you know you're a huge you know like you were talking about all the relationships that you've gained from this and mm-hmm. that, that's what makes you such a big you all you really are almost a band actually because right? <laughs> you know because everyone's shooting videos with you and talking about you constantly and i've, I've never hear i've never heard anything bad about you know like awesome. oh that fucking alex zarek guy <laughs> he fucked up our video and <laughs> screwed it, you know screwed it up i've been dropping the f-bomb a lot today i don't know why but anyway i usually don't um i guess i'm just so excited that's awesome but man. um but yeah it's just you know i've never heard anything bad and like i said i've talked to a, a lot of bands that's that, awesome you know you've worked with so that's it, really it, cool it, it really says something about you and what you're doing with you know your brand and and honestly it's inspiring to for me with like what i'm doing with this podcast because it's like i see you doing this and this that's like your like this is your job yeah that's your career and you're not like waiting tables and and doing this like that's your thing so that to me is just inspiring thank you man i really appreciate that and you know i'm anything you need let me know i mean i'm i'm still like Totally, totally. We're gonna, yeah, we're, gonna shoot, <laughs> we're gonna shoot the shit out of this I'm really, set after this. I'm really excited. He's uh, we're supposed to shoot uh, some photos for the podcast <laughs> after uh, we're done with this. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm. Thank you for doing that, man. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I'm um, excited about it all, man. I'm, this is all. This is all really great. This has been really fun. So thank you, honestly, for that. You know that inspiration because it just shows like it's possible. You know, yeah. You left your typical corporate gig. Yeah. You know, because, like, I hear that all the time. Like, a lot of the, the the graphic artists, people I talk to, whether, you know, they're more graphic designers as, and they work with more, like, actually designing websites or yeah. or just logos or whatever from that aspect, which you do that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, like, almost like a one-man, you're a you're or one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know, they're and they're working for a corporate. Yeah. You know, it's nine to five, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there's not many people that can say what you're saying. So it's just, you know, it, it is possible, I guess, is what. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it's possible, and it's totally it's totally not as far out of reach as a lot of people think it is. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. a lot of stuff has to go right, and you have to meet the right people. But it really comes down to it. if you dig, you know, what you're doing and if you're you're you know, really into it and you're putting everything into it, like it's probably going to work out. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I see it. Like within, within reason, obviously it's like, I'm not going to say, you know, if you're a band and you write good music, you're, you're a hundred percent going to do it as a career. Cause it doesn't work that way. Oh, hell no. (laughs) You know what I mean? It doesn't work that way. There's so many good bands that I hear and I listen to their songs. I'm like, so aren't they uh, like 
bigger than they are right and there's obviously a lot of different things that go to the story yeah and so and it's the same way as like it's you have to be realistic like it's not like i'm not sitting here thinking that you know i did a couple like cool music videos i'm gonna like go you know sit along with like steven spielberg and like be (laughs) in hollywood it's like you have to be like reasonable with like the steps that you're trying to take mm-hmm. because if you're if you shoot too far out of the like too far past what like your reality could be, you just end up disappointing yourself. So it's like skipping the steps. Right. Really is what it is, right? One step at a time. Like I get way too ahead of myself. <laughs> I'm so good at that. <laughs> like a, if I mast if I'm a master at anything, it's like skipping like four steps like or five steps like i'll just be like oh i just need to do this and it's like nah bro <laughs> go back go back and see you can't you can't do that until you right do the you know and but the thing is it's like and it doesn't always work and even way. stuff like sometimes like you can skip things and it just works out like right it, it, I it's mean, possible it it's, it's possible i'm not saying it's impossible but you know i mean you just just do cool stuff that you want to do and just be open to like everything be a decent human being like alex <laughs> i think it'd be okay honestly come on now you're a good person <laughs> well thanks man you're i'm trying I'm nobody trying has ever be. said anything bad about you I should oh say. not yet but you know <laughs> tiny kingdom said they had a great time with you well i had fun with tiny kingdoms that was i remember <laughs> when tiny kingdoms was on we were talking about I think we ended up talking about like SpongeBob SquarePants, <laughs> and then we were talking about I don't know, old school video games or something too. It was just a bunch of random. That's non- and then we, I think we got into some heavy stuff too. That always happens, of course. Love it. Yeah, always. It always goes all over the place. But yeah, those guys, those guys are great. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Will Met's next, baby. Get Will Met on here. Yeah, you know, like Will Met and Belmont. I still haven't had on the show, and and uh, they're from Chicago. You know, it just hasn't. The cards haven't fallen yet, and obviously I've got to work out the Stuby thing first. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Payne from Will Met's watching this, so is he? Okay. You, you better come back. Cool. Come on here. I mean, I don't know if they know me, but I definitely know them. Yeah. So you know, yeah. I've, I know I've, I've played. I want to say I've played their music on the podcast, but they, they haven't actually yeah. been. Well, it's it's got to happen, podcast, man. So. The, you would have fun with those guys. Those guys are hilarious. Oh, I'm sure I, I'm sure I would, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, all right, man. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. For this. Seriously, and this has been awesome. You ever need anything from Alex, Alex Zarek, just hit him up. This guy can do anything. <laughs> anything graphic related. You know, whether it's a music video, which most people know him for, but... You're so good at other things. Too. Thanks, man. Look at that go along with that. Like Thank I was you. saying, the design and you know photography and. Thanks, you know. man. That's, that's like it's. It I feel like it's just a matter of time until a a bigger band comes along and just like scoops you up and s- says, "We want you to be our dude," on uh, you know for tour and stuff because that's a big thing anymore. <laughs> like every, almost every band, it seems like if they're you know doing their marketing or media yeah. right they have someone yeah on staff absolutely for their tour doing all their their coverage yeah so. it's it's almost become like an essential like thing on these tours because every like you see every oh recap of the last couple of days oh this stuff it's like 
it's become like almost like if you're not doing that it's like what's what's happening is this band not doing anything yeah. anymore like yeah because it's so easy to just you bring someone on tour or pay them pay them a certain amount per day and then it's like you every night you have photos and videos it's like you almost kind of have to do that if you want to if you want to like keep that buzz going like as consistently as some people are it's it's to try to get people out to your show yeah you show how crazy it is you know Mm -hmm. it's like because especially in a market like this where like there's there's cool shows happening literally every night every day of the week i i mean it's oversaturated almost yeah because like you just like every day of the week you could go to some somewhere there's a show like especially like when i'm available to go to shows i look at my you know my facebook events and there's usually like four or yeah. five or that i can go to and i'm like which one am i gonna go to right and like you know and so, that's, that's a problem that's a problem that like dude i mean there's i've i've done videos in places where like i hear these bands say like yeah like some of these like big tour packages they don't even bother coming through here it's like that sucks yeah. Like I feel very spoiled to be from here. Mm-hmm. I almost yeah, I don't take lucky. advantage of it enough, you know. Yeah, cuz we're like, you know, the third or fourth major right. city. Yeah, exactly. major market. So we yeah, you're right. We are lucky. So yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, you know, <laughs> we need to eat more of this pizza. Yeah. It's been sitting here like waiting for We won't make everybody watch because, us do that, but Yeah, we won't though. But uh thanks for watching everybody. Yeah, thanks for uh, everything yeah. and This was fun. You know. Keep watch, keep supporting this guy because he's Aww. he's one of the one of the real guys here. Well, thanks, man. That means absolutely. So. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah. No problem. Absolutely. Dude. So after Alex and I wrapped up our recording and our live Facebook video, he took some new pictures of me for the podcast, which I really really needed. It's been. I can't even remember the last time I had pictures taken for the podcast. But anyway, they turned out amazing, of course. If you go to Pop Punk Pizza Pod on social media, you'll actually see that I've posted a few already. You know, it was just really cool watching him work in the Bangarang studio here and trying to figure out how to make each shot unique. I always admire people like Alex who have so much creative energy. It just amazes me. And I'm also jealous, because I wish I had that creative energy. So huge thanks again to Alex Zarek for being on the show today. In case you missed it earlier and you want to connect with Alex to get some work done, whether it's photos, videos, etc., type in alexzarek.com on your browser right now. Uh, Zarek is Z-A-R-E-K, by the way. And Alex is just spelled A-L-E-X, just in case. I know some people spell Alex kind of funky, but he does not. Uh, So you can see his work there at alexzarek.com, and you can get in touch with him there as well. I highly suggest it. Don't make me come over there and ruin your pizza with pineapple. Or maybe you're already into that sort of thing. (laughs) I actually, uh, I don't mind it. I do like pineapple on on the pizza. Anyway, I am Jacques L'Amour. My heart is so much bigger now that you've listened to this podcast. Thank you for your time and attention, and keep track of me on social media, Pop Punk Pizza Pod. Get your song submissions and interview interview inquiries into me at bangerangradio at gmail.com. I always get some great stuff from you, and you know I really, really appreciate that. And sometimes it takes me a super long time to get back to you, but I usually end up doing so. And I thanks for your patience on that, by the way. I know I'm terrible at uh, replying to emails. So I'm going to be taking the next week off of the podcast because I'm closing on a new house this Friday. 
I'm like so excited, but so ner- nervous at the same time. I have a lot of settling that needs to be done, so I'll be taking some weeks off here and there from the podcast. So if all goes as planned, next episode is going to feature Stuby. Oops, there goes my pen. Um, is going to feature Stuby, the lead vocalist of Lucky Boy's Confusion. So that's going to drop in a few weeks, right around October 30th. And I'll keep you up to date on our social medias about that. So have an amazing rest of your day, and I hope whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, whatever dream it is that you're chasing, I hope you catch it. Love you. Talk to you later. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, 